Well, hi there, listening friends. So today is day five of the fierce 44 Black Americans who shook up the world. And today's an exciting day because I am going to be introducing one of my favorite writers and activists, somebody I still quote every day um, and really love her readings, her poetry, and that is Miss Maya Angelou. And she was, Maya Angelou was born in 1928 and she passed away in 2000. 2014. Maya Angelou lived a life just as remarkable as the poetry and pro- prose she crafted. She experienced a really traumatic childhood marked by some abuse, violence, and at some times she even stopped speaking for five years. During that time, she memorized poetry, rearranged um, cadences, and recited Shakespearean sonnets in her head. With the help of a teacher, Angela was able to start speaking again. She used literature to help her recover from trauma. She got pregnant at 16. She found work at San Francisco's first, she found work as San Francisco's first African American female cable car conductor and took many jobs to support her family. Later, she joined the Harlem Writers Guild and with help from fellow author James Baldwin, went on to write, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. The first in what would become a seven-volume best-selling autobiographical series. Nearly a decade later, Angelo finished finished uh, And Still I Rise, a poetry collection that remains one of her most important works. Her writing earned her many awards, including three Grammys and Presidential Medal of Freedom. Angela was a fearless civil rights activist, served as a coordinator for Martin Luther King Jr.'s Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and worked with Malcolm X to establish the Organization of Afro-American Unity. Life tried tried hard to break Angelo, but in the face of it all, she rose. So one of my favorite ultimate quotes that I quote all the time from her is, be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. And that quote means so much to me because I taught it to a um, a classroom of third and fourth graders when I worked in as a teacher in California. And they just loved it. It was our theme of the classroom when I um, worked there, and it always brings back such wonderful memories. Because if you think about that, and you think about the language of words and the power of words, despite all of uh, Maya's cruel hardships and the things that she rose above, she became somebody that brought beauty to the world. And we have the power to do that. We have the power to take the hard things in life and the hardships and the cruel things that have happened to us and turn them into wonderful and peaceful, beautiful ashes. And what we know about her is she rose above those things that happened. She didn't let those things define her, but she was a writer and activist. She wrote poetry. She won awards. She won Grammys. She led leadership conferences. So there was also something that said if she would have died at a younger age, she wouldn't have achieved all of the things she did. But Maya is just an inspiration to me. Every time I hear her name or think about the things that she contributed to this world, I'm so grateful for her presence. And just her overall demeanor, her sweetness, 
it's just been wonderful to kind of watch her work. And now it's kind of activated in me a spirit to look at her work again and start researching and getting more information into my brain. Well, I hope you enjoyed um, this and you guys have a wonderful night. Toodles. Well, hello, friends, listening friends. Today is day six of the fierce 44 Black Americans who shook up the world. And today we're going to be introducing a civil rights activist. Her name is Ella Baker. She was born in 1903 and she died in 1986. Ella Baker's grandmother was a former slave, used to tell a story about being threatened with a, with whipping from was threatened with whipping from refusing to marry a man whom her owner's wife had selected for her. That story helped fuel Baker's lifelong quest for justice for her people. She became one of the most important behind-the-scenes organizers in the civil rights movement. In the 1940s, Baker worked at the National Association of Advancement of Colored People, what we call the NA. ACP today, helping to convince black people that the United States could and should exist without discrimination based on race. In 1957, she moved to Atlanta to help Martin Luther King Jr. form the SCLC and organize protests and running a voter registration campaign called the Crusade for Citizenship. But Baker grew frustrated with the leadership style of the men at the top of the organization who didn't know how to deal with a strong woman. Inspired by four college students who refused to leave a lunch counter at Woolworths in Greensboro, North Carolina, after they had denied they were denied service, Baker helped create the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or the SNCC. Pronounced SNCC, the group emphasized voting rights for African-Americans and helped organize the freedom rights in which black and white students tried to desegregate bus terminals in the South. Baker's nickname was Fundy, which was Swahili for a person who teaches a craft to the next generation. Baker viewed young people as one of the strongest and most important aspects of the civil rights movement. As long as they had the audacity to dream of a better equal and brighter tomorrow and were willing to work for it through peaceful protests, a fairer society awaited them. <clears throat> One thing about Ella Baker is um, she didn't let her gender keep her from defending her race. And back in that time when they were marching for civil rights or protesting for that, there came a lot of violent things. And we can look at our world today. We are actually having some protests. Uh, we have Black Lives Matter movements where people are protesting because of civil rights. And we can look at the, at Ella Baker as a foundation um, to some of those peaceful protests. Because the law actually says... Um, that we can protest in peace and that it can be a wonderful thing because we have rights as humans. And depending on your race, sometimes you need to stand up for people of, a, of color that need somebody to be their voice. So if you look at Ella's life, she was she inspired people. She worked with Martin Luther King Jr. She worked with the NAACP. And her biggest vision was 
Um, the United States should exist without discrimination based on race. We should not treat people different because of the color of their skin. And if we look at Martin Luther King, what did he say? That uh, it should be the content of your character. So when we build friendships, when we look at people and leaders, we need to look at their character. Do they inspire us? Do they live a life that we want to emulate? Do they have a world that is going to make a better and equal and brighter tomorrow for our future, for our next generation, for our children's children? Because we want to have them dream and know that this world is a wonderful place. But sometimes it takes a sacrifice for the people that set those foundations for us and make us realize that we're still in this fight for equal rights and, and to be treated equally because of our race. So think about how how you can support a child of color, a person of color. Thank them for the things that they have to deal with and remi remind them that they are equal in your eyes and they are loved and that you appreciate them. And we pick our friendships and build our lives around the people of because of their character. Well, have a great night and thank you so much. Toodles.